Welcome to TSX Quarterly, the podcast that brings you publicly available earnings calls from companies listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange in one convenient location. Gone are the days of looking through confusing websites. You'll find the important information right here. Enjoy the call. Good morning and welcome to Turanga Gold's conference call for the third quarter ended September 30, 2020. As a reminder, this call is being recorded. Your host for today is Trish Moran, Vice President, Investor Relations and Corporate Communications. Ms. Moran, please go ahead. Thank you and good morning, everyone. Before we get started, I would ask that you please view slide two of our presentation for our cautionary language regarding forward-looking statements and the risk factors pertaining to these statements. Our slide deck is available on our website at tarangagold.com. With us on today's conference call are Richard Young, Taranga's President and CEO, Paul Chowran, our Chief Operating Officer, David Mallow, our Vice President, Exploration, and Navin Dial, our CFO. Following management's formal remarks, we will open the call to your questions. And now over to Richard. Well, thank you, Trish, and welcome, everyone. Moving to slide four. The third quarter was exceptional. It was the culmination of the work we've been doing over the last four or five years to transition from a single asset company into a low cost mid-tier gold producer with a very prospective exploration pipeline. Across the board, our results were strong. Production doubled to a record high and revenues nearly tripled due to the rise in gold prices. And these metrics are translating into increased profit and cash flow. Despite incremental pandemic costs this year, we are seeing the benefit of higher gold prices as our gross profit quadrupled year over year, leading to third quarter free cash flow of over $37 million. And cash and bullion inventory in excess of $96 million at quarter end. And this is just the beginning. The fourth quarter will see the full benefit of Maswa high-grade ore, which should lead to record operating and financial metrics. During the quarter, we also completed important planning work for our mines that will provide, improve our performance for years to come. We updated the Wayall mine plan to reflect the higher throughput, which raises average annual production by about 25% in the coming years. As we said at the time, the updated plan was likely conservative. And as you can see from the quarterly results, we are seeing processing rates running well above that plan. During the quarter, we announced a preliminary feasibility study for our Sabadala-Maswa complex. With a large reserve base of 4.8 million ounces, industry low all-in sustaining costs, the Sabadala-Maswa complex is setting up to be a tier one asset. Exploration has also been a key focus for us this year, and we've invested heavily in our long-term growth through targeted drilling and exploration programs. Our drill campaigns at Sabadala, Maswa, and Wayong are showing very encouraging results, and David will speak to those shortly. 
we are confident that over the next 12 to 24 months, we will be able to materially increase resources and reserves and extend the mine life of both mines. In addition, we're making excellent progress at our two exploration projects, FEMA and Golden Hill, both of which have the potential to be future operations. I'll now turn the call over to Paul, who will discuss our operations. Paul? Thank you, Richard. Moving to slide six. Taranga produced a record of nearly 105,000 ounces of gold in the third quarter. Both our mines contributed to this significant success. Wanyan continues to produce well above the original design, and commercial production was established at Masawa on September 1st. As a result, based on expectations through the balance of the year, we are well on track to achieve our 2020 company-wide production guidance of 375 to 400,000 ounces. And it's upwards from here. For the next five years, from 2021 to 2026, Taranga's annual company-wide production is expected to average 533,000 ounces at an all-in-sustaining cost of $785 per ounce. This is one of the lowest cost profiles in the industry, and it demonstrates the quality of our assets. Turning to slide 7. It was a solid quarter at Sabadella Masawa, and the transformation of this gold complex into a Tier 1 mine is now underway. We announced a pre-feasibility study and began mining the free-milling high-grade ore from Masawa in July. Processing of Masawa ore began in August and ramped up to approximately 30% of total ore tons processed in September at an average grade of 3.36 grams per ton. Total tons mined in the third quarter was down 16% year-over-year due to COVID-related fatigue management protocols and equipment redeployment for construction of the Masawa Hall Road. Ore tons mined, however, was 58% higher in Q3 compared with the prior year period. The reason for this was the concentration of mining activities at low strip ratio areas in Galuma West and high volumes of ore in the upper oxide benches at the Sophia Main Pit the first of the Masawa deposits to be mined. Initial RFC grade control drilling at Sophia, Maine has demonstrated a positive reconciliation to the reserves model with more tons at a higher grade resulting in higher total ounces. With Masawa now as part of the portfolio, gold production increased by 25% to over 64,000 ounces in the third quarter of 2020 compared to the prior year period due to the high grade ore feed. The fourth quarter is expected to be even better, with mass ore representing more than half of the feed material. Going to slide eight. Sabadella Massawa's unit costs were mostly in line with guidance once the costs related to the pandemic are stripped out, which we are forecasting to be a total of eight million in COVID-related costs for this year. These costs are reflected in the higher ranges for unit mining and general administrative costs, but are excluded from the cost per ounce metrics. Our unit cost metrics are going to decline in Q4 as we benefit from a fully ramped up quarter with the higher grade Masawa ore. This puts us well on track to meet the full year production guidance. With respect to capital, after a brief pause in construction, we are pleased to report that we have been able to accelerate our Sabadella Village relocation project. This will bring forward some of our capital from 2021. Moving to slide nine. The first phase of construction 
which is required to sustain processing of Maswa's higher grade ore and the CZ oxide ore is underway at Sabadala Maswa. Detailed engineering and procurement is nearly complete and these upgrades will be installed throughout the second half of 2021. The total phase one capital costs that includes infrastructure and plant upgrades are estimated to be approximately 40 million, approximately half of which is expected to have been spent by the end of this year. We are also engaged in a comprehensive engineering optimization process for the refractory ore treatment options ahead of embarking on a definitive feasibility study. I am pleased to say that we have assembled a highly experienced, world-class, multidisciplinary team to complete the engineering optimization studies and metallurgical test work ahead of the DFS. The DFS is expected to start late in Q1 and finish up by the end of the year, which will include an optimized mine plan, a resource and reserve update, an optimized plant design, and a project control estimate to manage the project for the capital costs. We anticipate that our investments in Sabadella Maswa will solidify its standing as the next Tier 1 mine in West Africa just one year after Taranga announced a Maswa acquisition. Turning to slide 10. Wanyan continues to impress. Since achieving commercial production in November of 2019, Wanyan's plant performance and gold production has significantly exceeded expectations. In the third quarter, Wanyan achieved gold production of over 40,000 ounces, bringing year-to-date production to more than 135,000 ounces. For reference, I would like to highlight that this amount year-to-date is approximately the annual estimate outlined in the original 43101, a testament to the quality of our operating team and the execution of the plant design and construction teams. During the quarter, we mined 6.5 million tons of total material, which was 53% higher than was originally planned as a result of the higher throughput of the plant. This was achieved by the extension of contract mining activities. When compared to the expected reserves in the mined areas, the overall reconciliation after the plant metallurgical balance remains positive year-to-date. In addition, the operating team has now successfully managed through the rainy season in Q3, which significantly de-risks the production plan for the remainder of the year. Given that we have been exceeding plant throughput performance, we are increasing guidance to be between 3.2 and 3.4 million tons. As a result, Wanyan's 2020 gold production is expected to be close to the high end of guidance. On to slide 11. All Wanyan per ounce metrics in the first nine months remain within or below the full year 2020 guidance ranges. As we did for Sabadala Masawa, we have increased our estimated annual COVID-related costs at Wanyan from 5 million to 7 million. It's been a busy year so far, and we are looking forward to see the fruits of our efforts in the fourth quarter. I'll now turn it over to David Mallow to to provide an update on our expiration. Thank you, Paul. Moving now to slide 13. We are investing significantly in expiration and drilling in 2020, and are very excited about the growth opportunities we see across the entire property portfolio. Our exploration program focused on three project areas during the third quarter. These include, in Senegal, a $10 million drill program at the Sabadella Maswa complex 
designed to expand resources, increase reserves, and support metallurgical testing in the lead up to next year's DFS. In Burkina Faso, drilling restarted at Wanyon to expand resources, enhance reserves, and extend the mine life. And in Côte d'Ivoire, we have an aggressive drilling campaign at the AFEMA project to evaluate new targets within identified mineralized structural zones, including the near-surface Wulu-Wulu discovery announced in September. Turning now to slide 14. The Sabadella Maso drilling program included the completion of more than 15,000 meters in 225 drill holes at Masawa Sofia, Central Zone and North Zone deposits and the Semina prospect. At Semina, we are seeing characteristics in the drill core similar to some previous good grade RC chips. It's the same hosting geology, ample structure, quartz veining, identical alteration and sulfide mineralization. This visual affirmation bodes well for adding more oxide and fresh resources to the overall project. Semina is a sizable oxide target with 60 to 70 meters of oxide depth in multiple mineralized zones and has the potential to be included in next year's resource for the DFS. While drilling will continue at the three principal Masawa deposits and the rapidly advancing Semina prospect, we will also focus on other priority exploration targets, including the Tina prospect, the North Extension of Sofia, and the Delia deposit. Next, let's look at Wanyon on slide 15, where we have over 50 exploration targets, more than a dozen of which are high priority. Drilling at Wanyon started in Q3. Since then, we have completed 75 holes totaling 7,900 meters at the Forcura deposit, testing expansion opportunities to the south and within. Infrastructure sterilization drilling was also completed in advance of mining startup at the Forcura deposit. The exploration work underway at Wanyon is specific to resource expansion at known deposits and a series of high priority prospects, both within the mining lease and adjacent exploration permits. Ultimately, our goal at Wanyon is to replace mined reserves and extend the project's mine life. Now slide 16 outlines AFEMA, a rapidly advancing exploration project in Côte d'Ivoire. Since AFEMA has an extensive database of prior exploration and drill results, we have continued our geologic and structural evaluations from that starting base in an effort to expand oxide mineralization along the AFEMA shear zone. In addition, we have initiated early stage evaluations of both the Niamen Lisa and Wulu Wulu structural trends. In September, we reported strong drill results across widespread mineralization at our latest discovery, the Wulu Wulu prospect. At this prospect, the average 40 to 50 meter wide gold mineralization is exposed at surface and has oxide depths averaging 25 to 30 meter depth and demonstrates excellent correlation between surface trench and down, down dip drill results, <clears throat> including drill hole intervals of up to 1.64 grams per ton over 80 meters. On many drill sections, we observe improvements in both grade and width of the mineralized felsic host at depth. All of these factors provide considerable room to grow. On slide 17, we have a recent soil geochem compilation map for FEMA, 
demonstrating considerable expiration potential throughout, including the very extensive mineralized structural trends. Based on positive field observations and favorable drill results at numerous AFEMA shear zone prospects, the extensive Niamh and Lisa structural trend, and a recently announced Wulu-Wulu discovery, we plan to continue our aggressive exploration efforts, including further excavator trenching and expanded drilling in the fourth quarter. We are targeting another AFEMA press release before year-end and our initial resource estimate for the AFEMA property in Q1 of 2021. No exploration activity occurred during Q3 at Golden Hill due to pandemic-related travel restrictions. However, last month we released an updated and larger resource estimate for Golden Hill, which is outlined on slide 18. In combination with an environmental and social impact assessment and a comprehensive exploration summary report, the updated resource report will form the basis of a mine license application we will file in December. We have remobilized drills and personnel to site to undertake a $15 million drilling focused exploration program between now and the end of 2021. This program is aimed at expanding the current resource, advancing engineering studies, and facilitating further metallurgical test work at certain field aspects of the ESIA that we were not able to complete because of COVID. Golden Hill continues to be one of the most exciting advanced exploration projects in West Africa and remains a key component of Taranga's growth pipeline. I'll now turn it over to Navin, who will re review our financials. Thank you, David. It was another great quarter with contribution from both Wanyan and Maswa for the very first time. Before we get into the highlights, there are several items I would like to call your attention to. Firstly, higher gold and share prices continue to have an impact on the accounting for our derivative financial instruments which were put in place to finance the development of Wenyang and the acquisition of Maslow. Secondly, we recorded higher income taxes for the third quarter, mainly due to a significant increase in gross profit, but which also included a non-cash deferred tax adjustment related to a previously recorded impairment reversal. Lastly, we have incurred pandemic-related costs of $6 million and $11 million for the three- and nine-month periods, respectively. Turning to slide 21, in both the third quarter and first nine months of 2020, Taranga benefited from having two mines deliver solid production at a time of rising gold prices. Revenue reached $193 million for the quarter, propelled by higher average realized gold prices and a 105% increase in total ounces sold. Growth profit for the quarter quadrupled versus the prior year period mainly due to the addition of production from Wenyan and Maswa. Moving to slide 22, consolidated cost of sales per ounce were sold were higher for the quarter and first nine months due to lower capitalized deferred stripping costs between periods and higher depreciation related to Wenyan and Maswa. Consolidated all-in sustaining costs per ounce for the quarter were lower due to higher process rates from a salary. Both the quarter and year-to-date costs per ounce figures are in line with their respective full-year guidance ranges. With more mass to a high-grade ore going through the plant in the fourth quarter, we expect costs per ounce to continue to decrease and to achieve our 2020 cost guidance. Turning to slide 23, 
We recognize a net profit for the quarter of $0.05 cents per share, compared to a loss in the prior year period. The increase is mainly due to higher gross profit of $60 million, with only one month of Maxwell fees so far, partially offset by an increase in income tax expense, and higher losses on both changes in fair value of derivative financial instruments and finance costs of the Wanyan and Massawa debt facilities. However, after you adjust for the fair value changes of the derivative financial instruments related to our debt, you can see that the benefit of higher gold prices is going straight to the bottom line. Adjusted net profit rises to $0.23 cents per share, up from only $0.02 cents per share in the comparative period. On slides, over to slides 24 and 25. Like net profit, EBITDA and cash flow are benefiting from our second gold mine, which is driving higher production and lower costs, massless higher grade, and higher gold prices. EBITDA quadrupled to $76 million for the quarter, mainly due to higher revenues, net of mine operation expenses. Removing the impact of non-cash gains and losses, adjusted EBITDA improved by 290% to $101 million. Operating cash flow increased significantly to $76 million in the quarter. For the nine-month period, operating cash flows increased to $120 million compared to $78 million in the prior year period. When you look at the right-hand side of the slide, operating cash flows before changes in working capital for the nine-month period increased to $159 million compared to $41 million in the prior year period, which excludes the changes in accounts payable, receivables, and advances received by a customer in the prior year. Finally, let's look at liquidity on slide 26. As at quarter end, we had a consolidated cash balance of $57 million, an increase of $8 million from Q2 2020, mainly due to higher cash flow from operations. We held just over 20,000 ounces of unsold gold bullion in inventory at quarter end, and using a period end gold price of $18.87 per ounce, the sale of the bullion inventory is expected to generate cash of $39 million. During the third quarter, we repaid borrowings of over $15 million, bringing our total debt balance to just over $400 million as of September 30th. For the fourth quarter of 2020, we have fixed debt repayments of $16 million, plus cash week estimated at approximately $13 million, which would bring our total debt repayments for the year to almost $60 million. At current gold prices, we should have roughly $300 million of net debt by the end of the year and be in a net cash position at this time next year. This concludes the financial review. We will now take your questions. Operator, while people are lining up you to ask questions, I uh, just want to make a comment that there was a news story earlier today. We will be issuing a press release, and that will be all we'll be saying about that subject but we're open to respond to questions regarding our operating and financial results for the quarter and, and where we're going. If you'd like to ask a question at this time, please press star 1 on your telephone keypad. First question comes from Carrie McCreary. Good morning, everyone. Maybe a question for Paul to start. Just on the grade we can expect at Misawa in Q4, should that be similar to what you were mining in Q3? Yeah, yeah, that that would be similar, and we're very happy with our, our grade control results we do ahead of reserves as well. And then maybe secondly, at year end, in terms of a reserve resource update, I know you've got a lot of exploration underway. Um, what can we expect from just the year end reserve resource update? I guess the Masawa 
DFS is more later in 2021, but should we expect a change at the end of, you know, February, March? We'll, we'll, we'll have an the other update. Assets as well. Yeah, we'll have an update. Uh, we'll, we'll the grade control, of course, uh, we did expand, uh, do some drilling to expand the resource somewhat in Sophia. It won't be material. The big one will be uh, for the DFS that we're drilling out now. And what about El At Wanya, we're drilling now, so that won't be much uh, different in the year end for that one. Okay. And then maybe just on the unsold inventory, um, when should we be, expect that to catch up? Hi, Gary. It's uh, Navin. Yeah, so um, we, we've, uh, we've carried that inventory now, I think, uh, for the last couple of quarters. I mean, obviously, we've been dealing with COVID on shipping. Um, it seems the issues around shipping gold out of the country seem to have lessened over the course of Q3, or at least towards the tail end of Q3. Um, but with the impact uh, in Europe, um, we, you know, there could be a situation again where um, shipments of gold um, to Europe start to uh, be less frequent as they have been in the past. Uh, we're closely monitoring that and we're prepared to again reuse uh, charter flights if indeed that um, happens again. Um, but I would expect that with the high grade that we would start to see at Sabadella as we progress through the fourth quarter, uh, that that balance itself may be very similar to what we see at year end, um, and especially given the, the holiday schedule that you typically find in December. So I wouldn't expect it to unwind entirely in December. Um, I would expect it to start unwinding probably in Q1. Okay, great. And maybe just one for me, just one more for me. Um, just on Golden Hill in terms of how you see that project advancing over the next year or two. Uh, I, I'll, I'll take that one if you don't mind. Uh, well, unfortunately, because of COVID, uh, we have to require we have to file a mine license application in December because we're in the exceptional renewal period, and we're still drilling. It's still an exploration project, so it's going to take a couple of years of drilling. But you know, uh, we'll complete the missing information, the field work that that didn't get done. We'll be filing that early next year and would expect to have our mine license sometime in 2021, probably the second half of the year, but we'll continue drilling it. And we do believe that over the next two years, given the targets we have, and we put a new slide up, carry that was included in, in the investor presentation that just demonstrates the number of targets that we have. We believe it's got the makings of, uh, of a mine and uh, look forward to moving that forward. Thanks, Once again, to ask a question, please press star, then the number one on your telephone keypad. And we do not have any telephone questions at this time. Mr. Young, I will turn the call over to you. Well, thank you. Um, thank you for joining us here today. This has been a transformational year for Taranga. It is also a year in which we have hit a record high gold price. What is exciting for shareholders is that this bull market for gold is different. The last time around, the industry's cost structure skyrocketed with the increase in gold prices. All commodity sectors were booming. Oil and gas, base metals, all input costs were rising. However, this time around, aside from the incremental pandemic-related costs, the industry is seeing the benefit of higher gold prices flow straight through the bottom line. When you look across the board at all the gold companies have been reporting, again, all record results, 
many companies increasing their dividend. We hope to be in that position shortly. And for us, for the last four or five years, we've been building towards the success we're seeing today. And by year end, we expect to achieve our vision of becoming a West African low-cost mid-tier gold producer. From 2021 to 2025, Dranga's annual company-wide production is expected to average 533,000 ounces of gold at all-in sustaining costs of just 785 per ounce, among the lowest in the industry. We've come a long way in a short period of time. Operator, that wraps up our call for today. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. This concludes our conference call for today. Please disconnect your lines and have a good day. Thank you for listening to TSX Quarterly. If you enjoyed the cast, remember to leave a good rating. And remember, for any additional inquiries, please consult the company's investor relations section on their website. See you next time.